$5 to anyone who could actually say the name of this artist properly without guessing. Katran? Katrandia? <laughs> it's Katranida. Ah! Katranida. Canada? Katranida. That, that sounds believable. That's how I, I look at it. Like, because it looks like Canada, the back half. Yeah. Katranida. Tranada. Katranida. It could be Katranida. Maybe. Who knows? But he's from Montreal, no? Oh, so, nice. Katranida? Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, okay, cool. Got a lot of music. great music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find myself uh, listening to a lot of like more upbeat songs like this. I'm like, who is it? And it's this artist over and over again. Hmm. It's got this one song, Chances, with a female vocal on it. Oh, makes me feel something. Oh, really? In my loins. Oh, oh come on. Oh. What song? Chances. Chances. Here it is. This is gonna make Bundes feel all special in his loins. Oh. Are you sure that's not the UTI talking? Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Making it feel all special in the loins. How is the UTI? Are you gonna be uh, are you gonna be back in action with I, the Friday night lady friend, I, you think? I think I'm good to go, guys. Do, do, is bad. do you do like a practice run, like just on your own, just to see if everything feels okay? <laughs> yes, you do. Do you really? <laughs> Yesterday I rubbed one out just to make sure everything was working. <laughs> and and everything worked just fine. Everything felt yeah. normal. Everything felt normal. No inflammation afterwards. No, no inflammation. No uh, backfiring or anything like that. But like intense pain. Oh, it's not fixed. Oh god. What was it? Is that your fear? Is that like it would you'd be in pain and that you wouldn't want to show that sort of like weakness in front of the Friday night lady friend? Yeah, I mean that's that's not that's not the time that you want something to go wrong, right? Yeah. You don't want to like start crying after you come. Oh, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? After I had my vasectomy, I did a test run <gasps> to make did sure. You? Yeah, that was the scariest masturbation event in my life. Oh my god, I bet it was. Because you never know, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like I don't know, you. I, I hadn't asked a lot of people. You know, hey, uh, after you had your vasectomy, what was it like when you jerked off? Uh, you I'd know? be afraid that you would like uh, feel like you were about to come and then you would just hit a wall. It'd be like, ah, full stop, full stop, right? Because it's a snip. They snip that. Don't they snip? Or do they tie a knot? The, I, uh, it's a great question. I don't really, I mean, I know that they burnt something. Oh, they like burned. There, there was smoke. <laughs> there was smoke when it happened. Wait, you saw smoke coming from Yeah, your- yeah, yeah. Well, we Ooh, talked about that, I'm did. pretty sure. It's like full smoke. At one point, you see like loins. smoke going up, and you're like, "Is that normal? You know, uh, something they should tell you in advance." So, did it hurt when um, you tried? After, I mean, you're super sensitive after you have that surgery for, I would say, weeks. But you weren't reefing on your dick, eh? You're just like kind of oh. massaging Ned. I was being very gentle. I was being very gentle. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't hate fucking myself. <laughs> Take this. Take this. You dirty little bastard. <laughs> All those dirty thoughts you had in your mind. Now it's time to punish you. <laughs> oh my god, you poor thing. Yeah, no, it was fine, but you like you're worried like is there going to be what? Oh, is it going to be like, you know... Of course. Is, is blood going to come out? Is and anything going to come out? Is anything. Like, that's something... You, I remember the first time I started hearing about, you know, a vasectomy, a procedure you can have so you don't have children. I'm like, is this going to be like when I was 12 and I was shooting blanks? Is that like what life looks like moving forward? 
from the surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I can tell you, no, it's it's just like before. It felt exactly the same. No well, difference. No, I mean, after the first time I did it, uh, I mean, I was probably a little sore or sensitive after, but what I meant is like the byproduct of what you're doing. Oh. It, you don't notice a difference. Really? There's nothing, there's no difference from before to after from like a, a you know, a logistical standpoint, so if you will. Yeah. Like, he, he, this is my question though. So like when they, when they do the vasectomy, they, they're cutting off like the sperm from getting into the fluid, into the semen. So yeah. it, it's just the ejaculate, like just the fluid that care, comes out. So what happens is that that to the, all those sperm like do do, are, do your balls get like super big <laughs> like <laughs> little swimmers and every now and then I have to just release them carefully somewhere. yeah like do you have like a little fucking like backdoor gate on your on your on your nutsack where yeah. you just open yeah. it up and like <laughs> sperm drops out oh my well, god it's like a colostomy bag but it's a sperm sack and you just yeah you remove it and you make sure nobody gets a hold of it and starts having your children without your knowledge <laughs> no I think. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, and I I, um, I must have asked this question when I had it done, and I've forgotten, but I'm pretty sure the swimmers just swim out into your body, and they're kind of like, I don't know, they're they, just they there, die they off get absorbed into your so, uh, cells? Yeah, kind of like, you know, uh, we found out that if you have a kidney transplant, you take somebody's kidney in, they don't take the old one out that doesn't work, they just leave it in your body disconnected. And I think they just, all that stuff just ends up in your body. Like, I could probably spit on someone and get them pregnant. I'm, just, I'm teeming, <laughs> You're with, teeming sperm. with sperm. I've got sperm coursing through my body. Uh, it's a great question. I, I, I think that's what happens. I Maybe think they just that's die why off. your balls start hanging really low as you're, you age because they're just teeming with semen. It's not coming out. No, no. It's ridiculous. No, that's just your skin's elasticity, I think. Just uh. like your face starts to sag and everything. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Very I, good question. I bet you if we wanted to really know the answer, we could Google it and have it within 40 seconds, but let's just not. Let's just <laughs> let's just leave that one up yeah, there. Who knows you where know, it goes? Let's pretend it's like the old days where at the end of a conversation you just go, huh, who knows? <laughs> and you wouldn't be like, hey God, I'll Google it. I can find out an answer for you. That's right. Just yeah. leave it there. Yeah. Just leave it there. Well, it's good to hear Bundus. Bundus is back! Bundus yeah. is back! Woo! Woo! Feels good. Not yeah. Lie. Don't like having you out of the lineup. Me neither. Man. I don't even know what that means, but uh yeah. <laughs> well, we want to live vicariously through you. That's right. Lately, you've had to live vicariously through my life, and that's uh, you know, <laughs> it's not as exciting. <laughs> Do some work this weekend. All right. Get some stories for us for next week. And uh, hang on for the Daily Take 2. It's coming up next. Another celebrity relationship has come to an end. And there is an Ontario connection to this one. Uh-oh. You probably saw it. Sean Mendez, Camila <gasps> Cabello. They were going the distance. Really? Yeah, you didn't know Bunders? <laughs> no. Oh, boy, yeah. Oh, no, what happened? What happened? You want to know what happened? I want to know. Okay. They were so, like, gross. 
on Instagram with their love and affection. There was yeah. a lot yeah. of uh, PDA. And they broke up. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, happy Cam- day. Camilla Cabello <laughs> uh-huh. cheated on him. Oh, yes. With, Stop it. With The weekend. <laughs> Come on. You're a liar. And Post Malone. <laughs> yes. She was the other one coming over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, no, no. What happened? Yeah. What happened is uh, they're in their early 20s and decided to move on, I guess. Who um, dumped who, do you know? Well, you know, they. it makes it sound like it's a mutual thing, but there's got to be one person who wanted it more than the other. One right? person always starts the conversation. Yeah. <sighs> it's Camila. She left him. You, you think? think? 100%. Uh, why would you think that? What would be like, what would lead you to think that? Do you think he he was too, uh, too mushy nice. and yes, nice? Yes. And, and she wants like a bad guy, <laughs> someone who's going to treat her like garbage right now? I mean, she she is 24 years old. That is a prime age for being attracted to people who are no good for you. Right, you know? yes, yes, yes. You always pick the wrong person at that age. Sean Mendes was probably too good for her, Sean, you know? Yeah, Sean yeah. seems like too nice of a guy. Like He seems like a really great guy. Yeah, uh, I don't, clean cut. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want, Camilla, whatever you want to do. Oh, <laughs> what do you want to order? <laughs> I yeah. hate that. Can I get you anything? Where are we going for dinner? It's yeah. up to you. Uh, yeah. Come on, yeah. take some initiative. Yeah. Come on, Sean, make a decision. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd pass on that news to you. <laughs> Do they have a duet or anything? Yeah. Oh, no. Senorita, man. Oh, no. Oh, senorita. They're, they're never going to do that song together again. Yeah. Or they will. <laughs> I don't know if they're best friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, best friends, that's... How do you do that? You can't be best friends as soon as one of them starts dating somebody else. Then the feelings start get hurt, starting look, to get hurt. Sean, like, oh, look, you moved on pretty fast, didn't you? Sean needs to give me a call. We need to head out. Yeah. I got to get him, you know, out Just, partying. We'll right. Get, we'll get him picking up girls, posting stories on his Instagram. The next thing you know, he's living life. He's feeling good again. All of a sudden, Camilla's yeah. seeing all these pictures and stories yeah. of Sean having a good time with this next lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's back on him calling like, what are you doing? Maybe we should talk. It's been a while. I kind of miss you. Like, <laughs> He goes that. blonde too, not brunette. Pick something yeah. a little different. Yeah. It's like you guys are insinuating that it's Camilla Cabello's fault, <laughs> that she was the one who wanted to break up with him. But now that I think about it, you know, you look at him when they started dating and you look at him now, oh. he is just... Every month I look at that guy and he just looks more handsome and more ripped and more like just... Coming into his own as far as style is concerned and the hair and the chest. The chest is exposed way more. Am I right? That's right. (laughs) I would say he is turning into Harry Styles. He's kind of our Canadian Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was all him because he's just realizing that he can do whatever he wants. Like he can get anyone he wants. But but like from the documentary that was on Netflix. Yeah. D- didn't we get all get the impression that he was like a really nice guy and down to earth and that his family kept him in check? Like he doesn't yeah. seem like the type of dude that would use his sexuality to lure a bunch of women in like I would. Yes, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 He, he can be trusted unlike Bundes yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't want to be trusted for a little bit, you know? Maybe and that's okay. So he's yeah. 23. I'm going to have his back. I'm taking his side because <laughs> his side. he's local, man. Yeah. We gotta support our local boy. What do you think I'm gonna take Camilla Cabello's side? Hell no. Yeah. I don't I barely know her. I don't know her. I know him.
from the fact that he lives in the six. Yeah. She's all about Havana, na na na. Yeah. He's all Toronto, Ontario, Pickering. He's you know? pro- he probably hits the Pickering market from time to time. You know. Probably does. Have wedding planners ruined weddings? I ask this because a friend of mine is going to be a best man at a wedding this very weekend, Mm -hmm. and he's got to do a best man speech, obviously. The wedding planner asked for the speech on Monday. Oh, really? In order to, I don't know if it's the wedding planner who's going to be proofreading it, or if the bride and groom want to proofread it, but to me... It just seems like you're taking that spontaneity out of the moment. It does seem strange to me, mm-hmm. but I also think it's like a brilliant idea. There's nothing worse than, uh, and I've seen this happen multiple times. I'm not single, uh, singling out one wedding, but it's like the person who gets up there and says, <laughs> I'm, I'm not very good at this, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. keep it short. Yes. Meanwhile, it's like, wah, 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 wah. In kindergarten, like, we yeah. did this. Then there was grade one. Oh, my God. Then there was grade two. Yeah. It's like we didn't ask for a history of your friendship. Hey, by the way, yeah. this isn't about you. This is about the bride and the groom. But also, it always starts with, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> So I'm going to keep it short. And you knew, you if you hear that at the beginning of any speech, you're in trouble. there's a 95% chance you're about to listen to like the biggest Borefest speech of your life. Yes, yes. It yes. always happens that way. So in a way, I think like it wouldn't be so bad if a wedding planner was there to kind of look at it and then maybe provide a few notes like just saying, hey, you've done a really good job here, but it's going to be too much. I know that the bride and groom only really want people up there for four minutes. You see this section here? <laughs> Cut it in half. <laughs> you know, and, right. and just stick to the part where, where you, how you feel about them. They, we don't need to know that you guys used to play soccer in grade four. What's your take on all this, Courtney? At my first wedding, my mom had done a speech. And my mom's the type of person who it's like, you never know what you're going to get from her. So you're always kind of nervous. And she's doing, you know, the typical speech, like she's so happy, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden she had made this comment saying like, so any guy who has an extra key to her house should probably give it back. And at that moment I was like, oh no, like that's not okay. It's super inappropriate. Yeah. And all of a sudden every single guy in the room started to stand up and I was so and they all walked up to my head table and started like putting keys in front of me. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Now, did she orchestrate that or did all the men do it as a joke? She, she did. So she, as soon as she found out we got engaged, so like about a year and a half before, she started planning it. <laughs> that, that is, what a great thing to steal for a wedding speech, eh? Yes. Like, that is a great yeah. bit. I love that one. <laughs> and you get, like, people of all different ages returning keys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like... The only people not involved were, like, young kids. So, like, I had family who was getting up, like, all my, like, longtime friends. And it was just... I oh, was yeah. Crazy. And you got to end with the oldest guy there. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully yeah. someone in their 80s comes up. And, like, yeah, just when everybody that. stops, he gets up. <laughs> that's the move right there. Bundus? Yeah. That's a good move for Bundus' wedding day. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. Great. Thank you. Bye, guys. Tucker and Mora, there is one day in the year that you are more likely to die. 
and it's nothing to do with springing forward or falling back and clock changes. Okay. One day of the year. You're likely to die. Yeah, and it's the same day. It's the same day of the year for everybody. Oh, it's your birthday. Because it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. You're about to die, and you had no idea. You know what? what? It kind of makes sense, actually. What? How does it make sense to you? Well, like, humans are pretty goal-oriented, right? We usually, like, set our minds on something and then try to achieve that. And once we've achieved that thing, we kind of go into apathy until we have a new goal. So... Same with life, right? Like you figure you're getting kind of near the end of it and you're like, okay, um, if I can just make it to my 90th birthday, that'll be good. And then you do it, you make it to 90 and you're like, okay, that's it. And then you're you're just like your mind gives up. You're like, whatever, if I die now, I'm good. Yeah, you know, there's a small element of that on the darker side of this story. Okay. Actually, it's all dark. It's all death. Right. On one hand... Your birthday is the day where you're like, hey, it's my birthday. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah, funnel, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you're doing, you're, you're up Taking for risks. anything. Taking well, risks. And not just risks, but you're eating like the, the oh. worst food for you because it's your birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Extra large bucket of chicken, extra fried, bring it on. Don't mind it's if my I do. Birthday. Yeah. Oh, some drinks. So they say like you're more likely to have a stroke or something like that mm. uh, as a result of just all the excessive everything on your birthday. Mm-hmm. And then to Bundes' point, there is also a, like a higher risk of suicide and stuff related to, you know, like, oh, you know, um, I'm 40 now or whatever. You, you know, set like, a goal for yourself. Maybe at 40, you'd yeah. be completing this and you haven't yet. Yeah, you something. know, that kind of thing. Or it's just uh, not turning around. You know, if it's not better by my birthday. There's you know. depression. There's yeah. depression There's with depression age. about that too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. happy birthday <laughs> to yeah, you never yeah. know that on the gram, yeah, eh? Yeah, when yeah. you see all the birthday pictures on Instagram, you think, yeah. no, yeah, everyone's having a pretty good it's time. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, good when you're eight. Maybe when you're 15. When you're 55, eh, that stroke risk increases dramatically <laughs> on your birthday. That's so true. If it's your birthday today, be careful. We love you. Don't do anything crazy. Have fun. And not still, too much fun. That diet, keep it the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Treat no yourself not too much. But just a little. So a new study has found if you're just taking up the sport of golf, there's a trick you can do as a beginner that will increase your odds of excelling at the sport and increase your likelihood of making it to the PGA Tour, my friends. Oh, yeah? I can't believe this. I mean, obviously, there's a problem here when the, the thing that you should do is learn to play with the opposite hand. Righties who play left-handed and lefties who play right-handed apparently just have a better swing. And the best golfers in the world learn how to play the sport reversed. Phil Mickelson does this. Jordan Spieth? Yeah. He does it too. Four men who have won golf's major championships all use a left-handed stance. Three of these guys are actually right-handed when they write. So they've been doing this study, and they realize, like, actually, if you switch, you're going to hit the ball further and with greater accuracy, which doesn't that lead you to believe that actually they've got it all wrong in the beginning? Like, a lefty, if if you say you're a lefty, you should be reaching for the, the righty golf clubs. Well, I'll tell you two things. First of all, I just bought Jordan Spieth shoes, same shoes he wears. 
oh, nice. on sale. Did not play like Jordan Speed. <laughs> Don't buy the same shoes that a professional golfer wears. Going to make no difference in your game. Okay, good to know. Um, the other thing is, I did that. I did. Uh, I started playing when I first would go to a driving range. It was more natural for me, like to be a lefty. Mm-hmm. I played it felt, hockey. It felt left. better. It felt better. But I used to have to do these little things to, you know, get try and get the ball to go straight. And then one day I picked up my friend's right-handed club and it felt a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I did everything the way I was supposed to do it and it worked better. They say a really good thing to do with somebody who's new and a beginner, which would be me, which would be Bundus, I assume, is to just have both clubs there. Ha- do what you do. Pick them up. See what feels more comfortable. But they're starting to think that lefties should be shooting right and righties should be shooting left. Some people employ that same technique with masturbation. <laughs> stranger. Um, <laughs> I don't what? know. No, I, what? I don't know a lot about that. God. But that would not I work hear, for me. You know I what he- would happen? <laughs> I wouldn't get a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be off, off course. Off, off your game. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You're not trying to go pro. I'm so not that's the difference, baby. <laughs> that's the difference. How do you nail the perfect hug every time? There is a science to it, my friends. How long do you think the perfect hug should last? Before it gets weird? Okay. This is just a basic hug hey. that is going to give your both of you like that good dopamine feeling. Okay, uh, let me just imagine what it's like. Okay, I I, I run into Bundes. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Hey, bud. Good to see ya. Hey, bud. Bring it in here. <laughs> All right. Oh, What's up? Good to see ya. That's, that's a little too long. Well, it depends. Uh, if it's a, uh, if it's say Mora, I haven't okay. seen Mora in okay. a while. Okay. And I come up to you and be like, Oh, it's good to see you. Good I would say you. no more than three seconds. I would say two and a half. So scientists have figured out how long that hug should last, and you guys are both wrong. The perfect hug is an embrace that lasts between five and ten seconds. These are the hugs that people said were the most pleasant. Apparently, it's really bad if your hug is way too brief. Extremely brief hugs do not go over well. They call them very unpleasant. Uh, let's talk about arm position. Wait, how long? Five to ten Five to, seconds? Let's hug it out. Ready? Put the music okay, on. I, I, no, I'm going to put a timer on. Okay. okay. So I got a, I got a 10 second timer here. Yep. Let's see how this, what this feels like. Okay. Oh, this no is way. no way. Oh, tell us when we get to five. Well, this Five is to ten. That was ten seconds. I think it's fine, guys. Man, if if I'm <laughs> hugging you that long, someone died or we're about to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is not a friendship hug. <laughs> this is not a coworker you haven't seen in a while. I'm hug. sorry. This is based on science, and they say if the hug is too quick, it is very unpleasant. So watch out for that. Five to ten seconds. Maybe if it's somebody you don't want to sleep with, you're closer to five. Maybe if you do want to go the distance, you hold on for ten. Oh, come on. Could you imagine? Come it, like, Bring it here, Mora. Bring it here. Are we going to hug it out? We're going to hug it out no, right my now. Oh, God. You okay. bring it in here. Wait, is Bundes okay. going to do a timer? I will count no, no, it for no. you. Yeah, you count it for when, right. we, when we embrace here. Right. And, and you're going to see how creepy this is. Okay. 
I'm right. already creeped out thinking about it. All right. All right, they're <laughs> walking together. Okay, guys, All right. start hugging now. One. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, two. Three. Yeah, that's that's four, that's, that's, that's five. five. You didn't even make it to five. I for sure made you feel uncomfortable Look at there. That. I mean, it was a bit long. It was a bit long. That's what I'm saying. That was a bit long. It was a bit long. Yeah, these scientists are just creepy. They they don't have the right skills. They're brain people and not like emotional people. They say this is the thing that it should last between five and ten seconds. They say you don't need to worry about arm position. You crisscross, you neck to waist, you full circle. It's all good. Whatever feels right. I think anything after two and a half, it becomes an HR violation. (laughs) You know? Your fiance loses their engagement ring at a strip club. Is that wedding called off or what? I mean, <laughs> is that not a red flag, Bundus? Uh, yeah, I, I would think so. <laughs> How did that happen? Why does the, the ring thing, come off? Here's the thing. Does the wedding ring come off and you lie about where you lost it? Or are you upfront like I lost it at the strip club? Ed Sheeran's wife lost her engagement ring at a Toronto strip club. They're not saying which one. Okay. Ed was not there. So Cherry, That's interesting, yeah. his wife, before they got married, he says, I don't do strip clubs. I don't do stuff like that. I think it's a bad look for me. I write these love songs. You think I'm going to be the guy pictured out at a strip club yeah. when I'm writing these songs? He's worried about his image. He doesn't do strip clubs. It's not what he wants to do. But when he was in town with his fiance, Cherry, at the time, her and some friends, they were all going. And he said, that's cool. I'm going to go catch some Z's back at the hotel. They go to the strip club. Ed's the one who notices the ring's not on her finger the next morning. Mm. Da, da, da! So he says he calls the strip club and he's like, "Um, hey guys, uh, if you find an engagement ring, and he kind of realizes in the middle of the message, like this is the stupidest message I've ever left. Yeah, yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah, she no should way. be the one making the call. <laughs> How embarrassing, right? Yeah. And so, does he say it's Ed Sheeran? No. Or do we know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Ed Sheeran. Looking for engagement ring. I don't know if he yeah. said who it was, or if he said, "Please call me back. This is my number." But he just realized in the middle of the message that it was the stupidest thing he's ever done, and they took a a last minute ditch effort to see if they could find the wedding ring in the hotel because I guess they were drinking, right? They were partying. Sure enough, they find it between the couch cushions where his fiance passed out the night before. Oh, so she didn't really lose it at the strip club. club. But they thought they did, yeah. (laughs) And then there was that question of why it would have come off in the first place, but he didn't judge her. He trusted her. Turns out there is a song on the new album that is about this incident happening. It's called Collide. And here's the part. It's right at the end. We made love in the sky. Overslept and missed the northern lights. You lost your wedding ring, but I didn't mind. Because I got a feeling, baby, we'll be fine. First of all, she's never cheating on him. Are you kidding me? She's like an everyday bloke from the UK who happened to know Ed Sheeran. They fell in love. 
She's not going to like. Well, you don't ruin know that. that. You don't know that. Well, not at this point. They just had a kid together, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the way Ed Sheeran's fiance is going to cheat <laughs> at the time. Fiance is going to cheat on him at a strip club. Hang on, let me take my ring off quick. <laughs> and like anybody at the strip club would care if someone's wearing a wedding ring. You're all in the same boat. Do they care about that? Most of their clientele is wearing wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever shove anything up your nose as a child? A 23 year old woman in the U.S. Thought she had a sinus infection. She was so congested. She's like, I got a blockage in one of my nostrils. What was up there? <laughs> no matter how hard she blew, Tucker, it would not come out. Marble. My vote is marble. <laughs> You're going marble on this uh, one? Marble. Bundus? What else would a kid play with that they would ram up there if it wasn't food? Because food eventually would break down. I mean, a pee wouldn't last 20 years. Marble's a good guess. Um... Toy soldier, straw, a bit of a straw that broke off. Piece of Lego? No, that's probably too sharp unless it was one of the round kind of like topper pieces. I think people have had Lego up their nose before. That's something that's come out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to say like, uh, (laughs) I'm going to go marble on this one. That's a big old marble. I'm going to say bead. Bead? Crafting bead. Final answer. Good answer. Good answer. So, you know, she decided not to see a doctor. She bought a tiny earwax camera, which I didn't even know you could buy and i'm kind of intrigued she shoved that thing up her nose to see what was going on eventually she saw something with a section of blue peeking through and that is when the memories came flooding back oh yeah oh she's like you know it was like a movie scene like this is your life she she remembers when she was three years old she shoved a blue a blue, a blue bead, bead. up her nose. Yeah. 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 Never told oh, the yes. parents, of course. You're three. Oh, up it goes. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Right. Um, out of sight, out of mind. Two decades later, still up there, and it somehow becomes dislodged and comes out. Can you believe that story? Somehow. Comes out, dis- somehow get, becomes dislodged. Well, good th- sneeze, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it yeah was, but you go twenty years without a without a dislodging. Out and all of a sudden, yes. you figure it out. Must have been high enough up there. I mean, maybe it was up in her sinuses, and then sl- she thought she had a sinus infection, and then it slowly came out. Then it was in her nostril, and then she used the camera and was able to see the bead and get it out. If you had one of those cameras, like, what would you be doing with that camera? Nothing good. What would you be doing with that camera? (laughs) Where are you putting it? No, but I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't really going down that road, but (laughs) I was going to say the ear, one hundred percent. If you had that camera, would you have the nerve to go probing through your various holes on your face? Aren't you intrigued? Yeah, but I'd be careful of, for what I would see. Right, because when you see anything, you're going to be like, oh, I want to get that out of there. Clean that yeah, out. Or just I, I don't, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to know that there's a major problem happening in there. What if you see something crawling around? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. If I'm not feeling it, I don't want to know That's about it. That's so true. Yeah, you see a shadow of something walk by. <laughs> Oh my God. Wish I hadn't looked at that. (laughs) Something alive in there. Yeah. Horrifying. That would be horrifying. Don't put things in your nostrils, friends. 
I wouldn't mind one of those cameras just to see what's between my car seat and the center console. <laughs> I mean, I know there's things in there that I just can't get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good that's a good use for that. Definitely some change along with McDonald's french fries. McDonald's Oof. fries 100%. Ooh. Those things are sneaky. Do they biodegrade or do they no, just stay? They're really still, good. They yeah. still good. Yeah, they get yeah. hard as a rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure funny. you have them in your truck. I'm sure they're everywhere, yeah. yes. Tucker and Mora, just a public service announcement. If you get benefits through work that cover massage therapy and you haven't used them all, you better book those 2021 <laughs> appointments now because I'm trying to book some appointments and places are booked up for the end of the year because yep. everybody's using up their benefits. My guy, I can't get an appointment till January. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I can't believe Bundis won't use any of the $500 that our company will give us for massage therapy. It's like a free gift of joy, like a free spa treatment, essentially, Bundes. It'd be like if I gave you a $500 gift card for a spa, yeah. and you're just ripping it up in front of my face. <laughs> I probably I mean, would. I wouldn't use it. Like, I, What is your problem? You like massages, though. It's not like you have a phobia of people touching your body. It's, it's not that. It's just I do not like doing anything that requires me to book an appointment or like get out of my own day. I don't what? like I don't like to think about anything beyond what's like an hour in front yeah. of me. No commitment. Like, no. Guys, I, co- I, I knew you were a commitment folk no. with women. I didn't realize that you carried with it through everything. with everything. I'm serious. Like, okay, yeah. like I, I had this UTI resurgence, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, I knew it. I How knew are it. you bringing UTI no, listen, into this? But my point is, I, I knew a week ago that it was back. I could tell that I could feel it when I was going to the washroom. Right. Oh, yeah. I waited a week week before I called the doctor to get a prescription because I couldn't be bothered to have to spend like time on a phone explaining this to a doctor and then the thought of having to wait in a pharmacy to get a prescription. Typical guy. Like I just yeah. didn't want to do guy. it. I just thought it would go away and it didn't. And and, oh. and when it when it was at the point where I knew I had to because it was painful, yes. that's when I did it. Good, smart. That's a smart yeah. way to address issues. Let it fester. Yeah. Let it fester. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if the Corvette, if you were driving the Corvette on a Sunday yeah. and it started making a clunk, 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 clunk noise, would you drive it for another week before you investigated what was going wrong? Absolutely not. No, you would look into it immediately. You'd park that car. Because on the scale of things that are important, that is important to me. That's at the highest priority. More important than your body. Than a thing that is festering inside your penis. Yes. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah, that your is Corvette insane. is more important than that? Yes. <laughs> The Corvette is my penis. Oh, yeah, that's right. True. Sorry, that's true. I forgot that the Corvette is your penis. Yes. Right. You ever had a good head massage? No. Oh, my God. You Life can incorporate that into changing. your massage. You can say, you know what? Can let's you do just... 10 minutes on the scalp? Can yeah. you finish on the scalp? You can say, can you spend an hour on my scalp? You know what? They'd probably <laughs> think you're a bit weird, but they would do it. If you said all elbows all the time, they would do it. I have had a scalp massage before that felt like there were 100 hands on my on my scalp I had tingling sensations running through my entire body and you know what work pays for it guess what work took the bill and paid it we got this Nora (laughs) you enjoy your scalp massage we'll take care of the rest I mean sure we might pay for part of it within our like I don't know how much we pay towards our benefits right but it's there it's there to use and if you don't use it you're a sucker You're a sucker. <laughs> you know when you go to the dentist and they're like, okay, let's book your next appointment yeah, six yeah, months from now? Yeah, great. I handy. always tell them, nah, just call me. Because I, I, it makes me uncomfortable to book something six months in advance. Oh my like, God. I don't know what I'm going to be doing on you know, March 14th, 2023. <laughs> like, I don't know. Guess what? 
You're going to the dentist. No! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about sex on the beach here for a second, and I'm not talking about the cocktail. I'm talking about the real deal. Well, usually the real deal starts with a cocktail called sex on the beach. And then you're like, oh, is this the way the night's going? Fun is you're out on a date. And you ask uh, your lady friend what she wants to drink, and she orders sex on the beach? I think, I'm, I'm assuming she's implying something with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sending oh, a message. Sending yeah. you a message. Oh, what if she just <laughs> likes that drink? Well, that would be disappointing. <laughs> What's even in a sex on the beach? You guys I know? Don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had Kinda, one. I'm looking at it now. kind of looks like a, like a rum punch, but it's actually vodka-based. Should have a little... Like, you got cranberry juice. You know the T-Bird would be on board with that. Yeah. You got some orange juice. You got some vodka, and you got peach snaps. Oh, okay. There you go. That Can't sounds go pretty, wrong. It sounds, sounds pretty like good. right up your alley. <laughs> sounds tasty. That sounds like... They need to put some granules in there so you can get that sand feeling, and then it will truly feel like sex <laughs> yeah. on the beach. Because if you've ever hooked up on a beach, you know it's a bit of an issue. You. you get sand everywhere. Never, never hooked up on the beach. <sighs> Not other than just maybe a little makeout kiss with my wife. Never had like a full makeout sesh. Bundus sex on the beach or uh, makeout sesh at least. Mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. <laughs> Lovely girl named Sophia from Paris. Paris. Yeah. 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 Did time. you tell her what you think about Paris? He hadn't been there. I hadn't been to Paris yet. Oh, he doesn't like Paris. He thinks it's a dirty city. Yeah, with bad food. Bad food. It's just insane. (laughs) Don't bring that up. That's like someone complaining about the beer in Germany. (laughs) It just, it does not add up at all. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Okay. So according to a new study, Mm -hmm. sex on the beach is not just a mess for you, but it's a mess for the beach as well. It is destroying ecosystems. And they did this study specifically in Spain, in the Canary Islands, which apparently experience a lot of beach activity. Oh, yeah, the Canary Islands. It's like uh, the Caribbean for people in uh, Europe. Okay, so people are hooking up on the beach all the time there, okay? All kinds of problems because of it. It has negatively impacted vegetation. Uh, People are pulling things out because they want to lay down a nice blanket or something like that. There's issues with people using the beach as a toilet, Uh, They're leaving a lot of garbage behind. Cigarette butts, toilet paper, wipes, condoms, food scraps, other wastes. Uh, Technically, it's not destroying the beach. It's usually just about humans littering it and becoming completely unsanitary while you're there. Yeah, I mean... So they're trying to tell people to stop it with the sex on the beach. You spend any time around Lake Huron and all those sand dunes and stuff, you'll see uh, part of them can be roped off from time to time because they're very sensitive areas. Mm -hmm. You start throwing a blanket down on top of all the grass that's growing there and and stuff. Crush it. You're crushing ecosystems, okay? Think about that. Stop being so selfish. (laughs) Tucker Amora, one in four adults say they belong on Santa's naughty list this year. What did you do? (laughs) You think you deserve to be on the naughty list. Oh, man. Like, I don't know. I think I've been a pretty good guy. I feel like I deserve to be on uh, Santa's, uh, you know, the good list. Oh, yeah? How like uh, how deep how bad, are we going? <laughs> how bad do you have to be to end up on the naughty list? I guess is the question. Uh, because I mean, like I look at the things that I do wrong mm-hmm. that Santa might kind of be a little disappointed in me with. Like maybe 
you know, I drive a little faster than the speed limit mm-hmm. from time to time. I'm not driving like excessively fast, yeah. but I, you know, I kind of cruise on the highway between the 120, 130 range, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Okay. If, if uh, you know, traffic allows for it. Would Santa look? No, I think that would, would be fine. Or you'd have a lot of people on that naughty list yeah. if that was, uh, you know. I'd probably tell the odd lie from time to time. Oh, yeah, but like, you know, the kind of lie that everyone tells every day. Like, yeah, that jean yeah. jacket does fit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bundes is a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it would be like, uh, just to be polite. Just to be polite, sure. Or I to think... teach your kid a lesson or to like be a better role model. I yeah. don't know. Jerry sent us a text as to why he thinks he might be on the naughty list this year. He says he's got a new car, and I often take up two parking spots just to create a nice barrier. Oh. <laughs> a little cushion. Oh, yeah. We don't like that. That is 100% worthy of getting on the naughty list. Two parking spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never done that. <laughs> Never. I've chosen a parking spot out of the way before yes. to try and protect a vehicle. I've uh, certainly chosen like street parking spots that I think are I'm less likely to get dinged, mm-hmm. but I've never taken two spots to ensure that it doesn't happen. What about the vet, Bundes? Do you ever like? Nah, I don't. I don't take up two. I just park at the back of the lot where nobody is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little extra walk, right? Because you, if you take up two spots, you're asking to get dinged. Yeah, someone's just gonna come to your car yeah. and kick it because yeah. you did that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> naughty list, naughty list. Okay, Kelsey has one too. Okay, she texted us. She says I have about five unpaid parking tickets, and you know she's not gonna mm. pay them until she has to renew her sticker. Oh, that's it. That seems like you're just hurting yourself when you do that. Because then those tickets, they turn into like bigger tickets, right? Oh my right? God. My husband does that. And he yeah. went to renew our plates and, and he had a bill of $1,700 oh in unpaid parking tickets. $1,700. $1,700. That's a lot of money that's in parking a, tickets. I know. He, so he's that guy who just pulls it off, throws it in the car, yeah. doesn't care doesn't about care. it. Doesn't care. Meanwhile, I get the parking ticket. I'm pissed, but I pay it usually that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or decide if I'm fighting it, you know, right away. Dave says, Bundes could appreciate this, I regularly grease bouncers so I don't have to stand in line and I feel no guilt when I'm walking by the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. That's cool. That's, not, that's, that's smart. That's you just feel, being smart. You, you feel no guilt? You buy your way in. Well, you know... Is that much different than just paying for the fast pass at Canada's Wonderland? <laughs> You're paying more so you can walk by all the other people that are just like, you know, suckers it's waiting in line. It's the fast pass. You're totally it's right. It's kind of like a fast pass. Yeah. Mo texted us one. Yeah. He says he never holds the door for anyone. He used to, <laughs> but nobody said thank you. And now he finds a little bit of pleasure when the door almost smacks somebody in the face. <laughs> Naughty list, Mo. Is that a naughty list situation? I, I mean, if he's finding pleasure in the yeah. door almost hitting someone in the face, that's a naughty list right there. I don't know. I kind of uh, like that, too. That's funny. That's funny you to me. You like that? But yeah. I think you should be respectful. If they don't do it, I think you should shame them for it, maybe. You're welcome. <laughs> Pull that move. Pull that move. I like that one, though. It's funny. Just <laughs> let it hit them right yeah, in the face. Yeah, Well, appreciate that. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.